On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to The Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, November 23rd. Ian Cameron uh, with you. Uh, we should have Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well. Andrew and Alex will be uh, rejoining us tomorrow on the big, and I mean big, Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys because it is a loaded pre-Thanksgiving NHL card on Wednesday. Uh, A ton of games are going to be taking place. It's going to be a fun, uh, exciting show. We've got 14 NHL games on the docket uh, for uh, Wednesday, uh, the eve of Thanksgiving. So uh, that is going to be an exciting show tomorrow. Uh, We're looking forward to it. But today, we've got just a little appetizer, I guess you could say, before tomorrow's big slate with just three games tonight on this Tuesday NHL slate. We will break them all down, uh, as we always do here uh, on the Ice Guys. But before we do that, we'll look back on Monday's slate. uh, And we start by looking at Columbus and Buffalo, which just uh, all of a sudden, uh, a shootout unfolded uh, here in this game. And the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets... uh, Looked like they were going to take control of the game. Uh, they took a 5-2 to two lead. Dustin Tokarski ends up getting pulled for the uh, Buffalo Sabres in that game. and uh, But then Buffalo, two goals to close the gap to 5-4. Buffalo put the pressure on uh, in the third period, but the uh, Jackets hold on. They survive. They put the empty netter uh, in to make it 6-4, and they go on to win 7-4 uh, last night in that game. Of course, Chris Otto, who's one of our great viewers, uh, supporters of this show, Uh, the Ice Guys, who does uh, just a remarkable job tracking uh, first period, second period, third period totals, uh, as well as goal in the first 10 minutes, yes or no. Uh, He's done just a terrific job tracking all of that stuff uh, throughout the season. And if you will notice, the Buffalo Sabres now, with that game last night against Columbus, they have now seen their games gone over the total in the second period 12 straight times. How about that? That's 12 straight second period overs. That's second period over one and a half goals. It has happened now 12 straight games for the Buffalo Sabres. So uh, just a ter- uh, remarkable streak, to be honest with you, and uh, something to keep a, uh, keep watch over and maybe just keep riding uh, until it stops uh, cashing at this point. But it happened again last night, uh, and definitely now for the uh, Buffalo Sabres, the over five and a half, which was a pretty popular bet on yesterday's show, came in with relative ease as well. And I um, believe that was Andrew McGinnis's best bet as well, was a Columbus, I should say, on the money line. So a uh, good job there by Columbus in the 7-4 win. I believe Jimmy liked the Jackets puck line uh, as well uh, in that game. But uh, uh, Jimmy, I think we've got him now with us, but I'll, I'll mention it to him here. Uh, it's pretty, actually, it looks like his, uh, I'm just seeing, it looks like his connection is, 
uh, froze just for a, a moment in time here, but we'll see if we can get Jimmy uh, back with us uh, in just a second. But we'll ask him about this uh, Buffalo trend here uh, and see what his thoughts are. 12 straight second period overs. And look, coming into the season, what did we say about Buffalo? Uh, that their defense was going to give up goals. It took a while for that to happen. Uh, early in the season, they yeah. were actually playing better. Let me better get right back to you guys. I'll be right back. There we go. We're going to get Jimmy back with us in just a second, and we'll get his uh, thoughts. you got to love internet technology, don't you? It always works when you want it, need it to, right? Not. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Vegas and St. Louis. Uh, we've got St. Louis, 5-2 to two victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. It was a great first 10 minutes for Vegas, and if the game ended there, uh, it would have been a victory, but you don't play 10 minutes. You play 60 minutes. Uh, and after that, it was all St. Louis. They end up uh, five unanswered goals, including three in the final 10 minutes of the second period to erase that early 2-0 deficit. Uh, and they end up winning 5-2 uh, in that game. A bounce-back game for the uh, Blues after losing to Dallas. So uh, give them credit for that performance. Uh, we saw the Nashville Predators sneak past the Anaheim Ducks 3-2 uh, last night. Uh, in that one, uh, back home after a couple of losses on the road, so credit to Nashville there. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, disappointing because I thought they they were swarming the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first period. In fact, uh, very fortunate Pittsburgh to be out of that period, one nothing down. It was all Jets uh, in the first period, and quite frankly, once they got out of that period, one nothing Pittsburgh. I should say, once they got out of that period, one nothing. I'm like, this is bad news for Winnipeg. You know, they should be up two, three, four, nothing at this point. They w didn't capitalize on a bunch of their chances. They were out shooting Pittsburgh, something like 16 to five in the first period. And really from that point on Pittsburgh, they got better and better and better and stronger as the game went on And Winnipeg, you know, their play regressed, you know, as the game went on, uh, they get the tying goal from Zucker uh, and then they get uh, a two, one goal and then a empty net goal to put it away three to one. And look, this Penguins team now, that's basically three road wins in a row, Montreal, Toronto, and Winnipeg, where this team is really playing some structure and sound defensive hockey in their own end. You give them a ton of credit for that. Uh, they've really done a good job just keeping opposing teams to the outside, uh, and that's been the critical uh, key uh, to them winning these last three games. Their defensive game as a team has been magnificent uh, during these last three wins. I don't want to take everything away from Tristan Jari. He's been good, uh, but he's also been benefiting from uh, a great effort defensively from the entire Penguins team in front of them uh, in these last three games. So uh, you give uh, the Penguins credit for that. Another good road win for them. 3-1 last night. Uh, give the Ottawa Senators a lot of credit too. I mean, first game uh, in a week uh, with COVID shutdown, uh, still some key players missing. They didn't get everybody back for that game last night. And uh, they took it toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Colorado Avalanche last night. Very impressive. Uh, they end up losing 7-5. to five. Uh, Really unfortunate that it was not a great game in net for Gustafson. It wasn't a great game in net for either goalie. Darcy Kemper was pretty rough as well. But Philip Gustafson, the goal that tied it for Colorado, 5-5, five, five, um, he's got to stop that. You know, it was the goal by Rantanen on the power play. It was right through him. I mean, your team's battling their keisters off last night in that game in a difficult situation. Haven't played in over a week there. Uh, the effort was just outstanding for Ottawa. You just need your goalie to make a routine save there. Gustafson wasn't able to do it. And then uh, Alex Newhook uh, ends up, you know, kicking the puck to his skate uh, from his skate to his stick. Uh, and he puts it in for the game winner. Uh, and then they add the empty netter to make it 7-5. But credit to the Ottawa Senators for uh, the effort they put up in a difficult situation playing their first game in a week. And give the San Jose Sharks credit. Maybe Carolina running out of gas. You know, it's been a long road trip for them. 
out west. Uh, but give the Sharks credit. They rallied to uh, beat the Hurricanes last night uh, by a score uh, of 2-1 to one in overtime. And, you know, we need to keep talking about this now with Reimer. He continues to play well for the Sharks. And uh, enough, Bob Bugner, enough with this going back and forth with your two goalies. Right now, James Reimer's the better goalie. Stick with him. All right, he's playing better than Aiden Hill. There's no reason to go back and forth like this. Uh, Ride him at this point. He's played good for the Sharks, and he played well once again last night, leading the Sharks to a 2-1 to victory uh, over a very good Carolina Hurricanes team uh, in overtime. we got Jimmy back with us. He's looking good. He's sounding good. Uh, Jimmy, some thoughts on what we saw last night. Yeah, I mean, that Columbus-Buffalo game, uh, you know, that might have been one of the easiest overs we'll have there. Uh, You just saw that one coming there. Uh, but overall, the games across, but look, Pittsburgh, huh? I mean, they're, they're for real right now, and they're playing a grinding physical game. Andrew called it on that one. I believe he was the only one out of us that went under, uh, and he called the type of game. It, it is, was exactly that. Uh, it had a playoff feel to it. And give Pittsburgh credit. Some huge road wins going on right now for them. After the win in Toronto, I thought maybe a little let down in Winnipeg, but no such thing. So a lot of credit to Mike Sullivan and the Penguins right now. And, and like you said, Carolina just looked like they ran out of some gas there. Um, but you mentioned it, Reimer. I mean, this guy is one of the better stories in the NHL this far this season. So they should ride him in San Jose. And San Jose is one of these teams that every time we feel like they're going to start to fade, they don't. Uh, and they come back with a big win. So uh, credit to them right now. They are not out of it by any means. No, they're not. And in fact, this has been, let's be honest, this has been better starts to the year for all three Cali teams, Anaheim, LA, San Jose. There's no doubt that they've uh, definitely uh, played better and exceeded my expectations for them going into the year. So, but again, we've seen this before, right? We've seen years with the Buffalo Sabres, for example, they have a nice little start and then post Thanksgiving in the United States, they fall off the map, you know, and that's going to be the test now for these teams that have had this little better than expected start. Can they make it last can they sustain this December, January, toward the all-star break, toward the trade deadline, give themselves a chance maybe? That's going to be the, the big test for some of these teams moving forward. All right, uh, we got three games tonight. We'll start with the Philadelphia Flyers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. we got Tampa Bay minus 160, uh, home favorites here, five and a half, the total in this one. Uh, lots to uh, dissect here. I have to start with the injury to Braden Point, uh, obviously, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You never want to lose a player of that significance. I mean, just someone that drives the play for the for the Lightning. I find a lot of the rushes up the ice, he's a big catalyst in getting those started uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, you just don't have that now without him in the lineup. Uh, so the little bit of shuffling with John Cooper's lines as a result of this, and of course he didn't play uh, in the uh, game against Minnesota on Sunday, but no problem offensively. <laughs> uh, they still find a way in that game uh, to get the uh, victory uh, over the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, by a score of uh, five to four, and even in the loss to New Jersey, five three the day before, you know they've still been able to score eight goals here these last two games. Uh, but some shuffling with the lineup, it looks like Andre Pilat, Steven Stamkos, and here's another one of these situations that I absolutely circle when it comes to player props, either points or to score a goal. A player getting elevated in the lineup, and the price with the prop not reflecting that. And I'm talking about Alex Barre-Boulet here for this Tampa Bay Lightning team who's playing on the top line now with the absence of Braden Point alongside Stamkos and Palat. And lo and behold, what happens on Sunday? Scores a goal for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, playing on that top line against the uh, Minnesota Wild. So from a player prop standpoint, this is just one of those 
you know, those routine situations that I like to take advantage of. Elevated in the lineup. Guy that played in the bottom six most of the season is now playing on the top line. Uh, and you can get price pretty uh, outrageous prices for someone like Barre Boulay. Like plus, I'm saying plus 325, plus 350 for a guy that's going to get top line minutes tonight uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that is definitely a goal score prop that piques my interest here in this game tonight against Philadelphia. As far as the side and total goes, you got the Flyers off back-to-back losses to Boston uh, and Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll see if they bounce back. This is that short turnaround revenge situation for the Flyers. They lost at home to Tampa Bay last week. Uh, it was a Thursday night game, 4-3 in a shootout, but they led that game 2-0, kind of let it slip away. Uh, we'll see if they can get back on track here. You got Tampa Bay. They've won three of their last four, but you, you look at the Philly win was in a shootout. The Minnesota win was in a shootout. The, the Tampa uh, the New Jersey game, they ended up losing 5-3, a miserable third period in that game. They were up 3-1, and they could not hold the lead. The Devils came back uh, and won that game by a score of 5-3. I'm leaning fly. I probably have a small play on the Flyers here at this price, to be honest. Now that it's gone up to plus, minus 160 here, Tampa Bay you know, is not exactly winning games comfortably here these last three. You got a Flyers team that, win or lose, they're off consecutive losses at home. They're now going on the road uh, for a little two-game Florida swing here. They're in floor, uh, They're against the Panthers uh, tomorrow night. I expect a really solid effort here from the uh, Flyers. And look, Andre Vasilevsky, who's going to be in net tonight, he's kind of looked not quite himself the last couple of times he's been in between the pipes for Tampa. Carter Hart's been good. He's been actually much better uh, of late, no question. Maybe a little uh, struggle early in the season, and we know last year went pretty poorly for him, but there's no doubt Carter Hart is improving and look he's starting to make team canada management notice for the upcoming olympics that maybe he's going to be uh looked at potentially for the canada roster to come the uh, winter olympic hockey tournament uh in february so uh, i think you know in this at this price i'm willing to take a shot with the flyers here it's not going to be a significant bet there's not really that one standout bet i like in this three short three game card tonight but i do think i'm going to put a few bucks down here on the philadelphia flyers plus 140 here a little short turnaround revenge now on the road. And actually, to be honest, the Flyers haven't played that badly uh, on the road this year uh, at uh, four and three, whereas the Lightning are just 500. You know, they have a five and five home record this year, Tampa Bay. So uh, I'm going to look toward the Flyers here as a road dog. Jimmy, any thoughts here? Flyers and uh, Lightning. Yeah, I'm staying away from the side here. And you mentioned Carter Hart, and I'm going to look obviously at him as well for uh, what, what might happen in this game. And I think you're going to get a goaltending duel. Uh, Vasilevsky has been lights out. He's been unreal. So I like the, a low scoring game here. Give me the under five and a half is my only play for this game. Yeah. Uncharacteristic for uh, Vasilevsky, the New Jersey game uh, on Saturday, where it was just the third period got away from not only him, but the entire team. And uh, the one thing about Vasilevsky is, like any goalie, he's a human being. He's going to have a couple games where he doesn't look his best. But those little um, blips on the radar, they don't last very long. I find he'll have a game or two where he doesn't look good. Uh, and, boy, it won't last longer than that. He'll get back on track. And uh, maybe that's going to be the case tonight. But, yeah, the under. Uh, def- and, by the way, it was over last week with these two teams. But, you know, sometimes when they play each other, the same two teams in a short span of time like less than a week like this game will be tonight for the rematch sometimes you see the the reverse of what we saw in the first meeting where we saw high scoring last week you see lower scoring maybe tonight so uh, jimmy liking the under and i'm going to take a shot here with philly here as a road dog edmonton dallas we've got dallas uh, minus 110 to minus 115 
uh, home favorites here, six the total uh, in this game. Dallas Stars finally uh, putting some wins on the board. You know, they're still a long way away from uh, looking like a great hockey team, but you got to start somewhere, and they've won three of their last four, all of them at home. Uh, by the way, three straight home victories for them against Philly, Detroit, and St. Louis. Problem is, none of those teams are Edmonton. You know, so this is going to be a big step up challenge here for uh, the Dallas Stars tonight, taking on the Oilers, who have won back to back games coming into this one against Winnipeg and Chicago. And now they're starting a little bit of a, a Western road trip. They're in Dallas tonight. They're going to be in Arizona tomorrow on that massive Wednesday slate. And then they go to Vegas uh, over the weekend. So a little road trip starting for Edmonton. I usually like the idea of backing teams, you know, on the beginning of a road trip. But I also respect what Dallas has done. Uh, in each of their last uh, three games at home. They've won, and they've played some pretty good hockey, and they've also been a surprising over team, 7-1, uh, and one, in fact, uh, over the total in their last eight games. Edmonton, I mean, you look at them, they're, they're usually either scoring five-plus or you know, even the nights they score three or four, they usually give up a couple, and, and most of their games have kind of trended uh, over the total of late, and that's kind of where I'm going here. Uh, in this one, it's 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 difficult right now for me to to look at a Edmonton game over. And now with Dallas offensively picking it up and for Dallas, look, Sagan is starting to score. Ben is starting to score. Isn't it amazing how Dallas just suddenly starts winning when Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben decide to play like NHL players? You know, <laughs> it's amazing. All mm -hmm. of a sudden they're starting to percolate and Dallas is starting to win games. It really is that simple. Sometimes you just need your best guys to step up, produce and get things rolling offensively. And at least now for Dallas, they are starting. So uh, you've got Ottinger in that. He's played well, but and, and uh, he might play well here. That's the risk with the over. But look, Edmonton's offense doesn't pay, it pales in comparison to what he's faced uh, in between the pipes so far for the Dallas Stars. Now, on the flip side, we got Skinner uh, once again in net for Edmonton. He's actually played well, Stuart Skinner. But, you know, the more games he gets under his belt, I think the more opposing teams are going to be able to scout where his weaknesses are where the tendencies can be for him and maybe a better way to how to exploit that. So for me, I'm not betting a side here, but I'm going to go over the total here. Six over six minus 120 with the Oilers and the Stars. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Edmonton, Dallas. Yeah, I just I like this spot for the Oilers. Uh, I, I think that they should be the favorite, to be honest. Uh, and I look at it right now. I'm going to take this uh, value you can get with them and just go flat out Oilers on the money line. I'm very tempted on the over. I would have loved the over in the first period, but I'm looking at a minus 150 right now. That's just a little too high for me uh, to, to put that down. So I'm going to stick uh, with the money line here. Give me Oilers to start the trip off with a win. Yeah, and Connor McDavid, by the way, 17-game uh, point streak for him. Uh, that's absolutely remarkable. Uh, we shouldn't be shocked anymore, but still, when you see 17 consecutive games, it's still damn hard. I don't care how good you are. You know how difficult it is to, to have a 17 consecutive game streak with at least a point uh that is difficult and uh Connor McDavid just makes it look easy here uh, on most nights but uh you know as far as goal scoring props in this game go you know obviously I like Barry Boulay uh, in the other game yes a uh is the guy to really hone in on here tonight for the Edmonton Oilers and I say that in spite of the fact he has just one point I believe in the last six games you're going to say wait what is wait a second here how could you and usually that's not my style with the props usually I want someone that's in good form is feeling it and is chipping in points scoring goals on a regular basis in the short term so why do I like Pooley tonight uh, for the Edmonton Oilers because at some point puck's going to start going in for him you see the shots on goal numbers for him 
mm-hmm. the last few games. He's had three, six, three, three shots on goal in the last four games for the Edmonton Oilers. He is firing the rubber at the net, and it's just not going in for him right now. And, and of course, he's on the top line uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. He's getting top line minutes with Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. So you know he's going to get more opportunities. He's going to be out there every single time on the power play. When you when you've got uh, combined, what is it in the last four games, uh, fifteen shots? You know, at some point you're going to find the back of the net, especially when you're playing with Connor McDavid. You know, on your line. So that to me is something to look at here. Pulleyarvi over shots over uh, to score a goal. You know, if if your book offers points, uh, you can look at Yesa Pulleyarvi for points as well. Same thing with Hyman. Hyman's kind of cooled off lately, but it's not been for lack of trying and it's not been for lack of opportunity. So the two wingers and two line mates of Connor McDavid, Hyman and Pooley they look like pretty good prop candidates for me tonight uh, in this game uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. We'll see if we can uh, add to the prop wizardry that I've had. Not so much last night. Last night was disappointing. Some of the guys we liked didn't uh, find the back of the net or find the score sheet. Kadri did, though. Uh, late in that game with the empty netter uh, against Col- for Colorado last night. But I think uh, Pugliarvi Hyman will look at those two Oiler uh, top-line forwards for props tonight. All right, the final game of this Tuesday card, Chicago Blackhawks, Calgary Flames. Calgary minus 220, uh, home favorites, 5.5 the total in this game. This one I'm going back and forth, back and forth. And I'll, and I'll start by saying this. If I bet the side in this game, I'm taking the big road underdog price with Chicago. That's the way I'm going. But, and and look, this is that prototypical, usually bet against spot. Calgary off a long and fairly successful road trip through the East. This was an, another very good road trip for them. It ended very well uh, for the uh, Flames uh, with the uh, three straight victories, convincing victories. The Buffalo win, the Islander win 5-2, to two, although, again, Islanders decimated by injuries and COVID-19 took advantage of that. And then I'm sure Jimmy knows all too well what happened in Calgary's final game of that road trip against the Boston Bruins. I don't know what that was from the Boston Bruins uh, the other night against Calgary, but you talk about lethargic, listless. That was that for the Boston Bruins, and Calgary just dummied them uh, four to nothing. Just a dominant uh, performance in that game by the Calgary Flames. So they wrap up that road trip with three straight wins. Uh, it was a overall pretty. It started out poorly that road trip, but it was a long road trip. It was seven games. On the road, you went to Montreal, you went to Toronto, Ottawa, Philly, Buffalo, New York Islanders, Boston. This is that spot you cannot back a team usually. But I remember fading Calgary off a long and successful road trip earlier this year. It was against Philly, and Calgary couldn't have played a better game. They dominated the Flyers. They waxed them. They won 4-0. They didn't give the Flyers anything. I think they held them to below 20 shots in that game. They couldn't have played better. And that's the concern. And and they're rolling right now. They are as red hot and they are as that Flames logo makes you think right now. I mean, they are playing some great hockey, uh, Calgary. they got two goalies playing well. Markstrom's been great all year. Dan Vladar, every time he's been in there, he's been uh, a brick wall uh, for Calgary. Really impressed with him in a backup role. Uh, that's two great starts in a row for him. Um, so I, that's, the, that's the concern for me. I want to take Chicago. It's definitely a plus spot for Chicago. And in theory, it's a negative one for Calgary, but they rose up in a spot similar to this off a long, successful road trip coming back home, and they routed Philly the last time they were in this spot. So I'm not sure I want to take my chances against this red-hot Calgary team right now, knowing that they avoided the pitfall 
uh, of that first home game off a long and successful road trip the last time they were in this situation uh, earlier this season. So it becomes a tricky game. I mean, probably one I'm going to pass, but I'll say this right now. Um, the, the price is tantalizing here on Chicago. They've just lost one game since the coaching change, uh, since Derek King's been behind the bench. And that one loss, yeah, one of the best teams going, Edmonton. You know, no shame in that uh, whatsoever. So, and look, Flurry's going to be a net, and he's been magnificent really since the coaching change as well. Now, the team defense has been better in front of him, but he's been uh, excellent in between the pipes. So he's got a chance to give Cal- uh, Chicago a chance here to steal this road win, in my opinion. So definitely in Chicago. I don't know if I'll pull the trigger, but if this price keeps climbing, like it's already gone from minus one eighty-five to minus two thirty. If it goes any higher than that, I'm going to have to take put something on Chicago because I think at yeah. that point the price is just going to get a little bit too high given still my concerns for the Flames in this situation. First home game off a very, very long but quite successful finish to that road trip. Jimmy, what do you think here, Blackhawks, Flames? Well, I mean, you know, you point out that that last time they came home from the long road trip, they did get that win against Philly. But it, I just, for some reason, I like this spot for Chicago. I just like the way they're playing right now. Like you mentioned, like one loss since the coaching change. Flurry is in a zone. Uh, it has the makings of kind of being a sleeper, just a, a real snooze fest, you know, like a 3-1, 2-nothing type game. And I like Chicago on this money line. I just love this value. So I think it's a flat spot for Calgary. I'm going to take Chicago to win this game outright on the money line. Yeah, definitely. And by the way, if you want to look, I, I don't know if, the, like, I don't have a, an opinion whatsoever on the total. Current form tells you bet under. Because other than Edmonton, who are pulling everybody into an over pretty much, mm-hmm. Chicago's gone under pretty much in every other game, you know, yeah. that they've played under Derek King. And Calgary's playing good defense, getting good goaltending. And I don't know if they're going to have their legs to, you know, go back and forth and trade chances. So I'd lean under. But what kept me off the under? Well, uh, other than the fact I don't love betting unders, the other thing that kept me off it was the fact that over has been the dominant theme in the series history between these two teams. They've played nothing but mostly overs between them, and that's another thing that concerned me. I mean, when you look at the uh, series history, 7-3-1 and one over the total the last 11 meetings. So that's why it's it's, it's tough for me. Uh, conflicting you know, viewpoints, if you will. Uh, back and forth when it comes to the total. So that's why I'm not betting the total. But I'm with Jimmy. I would only look Chicago. And maybe this is the spot that Calgary finally looks like a team on the first home game off a long road trip. But maybe it isn't. Maybe they look like they they do against Philly. What I know is Chicago's played more good enough five of their last six wins since the coaching change. More than good enough that at a north of plus 200 price in in a plum spot for them compared to Calgary. I think you can feel relatively decent about taking this bet making this bet at this price given the situation here uh, for Chicago as far as uh, goal score props to bring it for Chicago I mean he's been magnificent and Mangiapane how many times have we said this I just keep taking Mangiapane to score a goal I mean he did it against Boston uh, and I was on that prop as well on the in that game on Sunday night uh, just in a, it just finds a way to find the back of the net he's gotten to the point where his start to the year Jimmy it's been so good He's on the radar now for Canada at the Olympics. Yeah. And that's no joke. He is legitimately, uh, potentially, he's obviously going to not crack the top six, but he's going to be still third line, fourth line. He could find his way onto that Team Canada Olympic hockey team with the season he's had so far. And they still haven't adjusted it enough. Every single game, you see Lindholm and Gaudreau and Kachuk and Monaghan priced 
lower than him to score a goal on this Calgary team. And there's Mangiapane behind all those guys at like plus 200, plus 220. I don't get it. You just keep betting it. It's great value, and he finds a way to have chances and in most cases bury uh, a puck or two in the majority of games right now. Yeah, that's going to change soon, though. You'd have to think, Ian. I mean, sooner or later, they're going to catch on here. So jump on that while you can for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, before we wrap up, we'll get to best bets in just a second. We got, you know, it's a short show with only the three games. We'll let Jimmy talk about that Bruins effort Sunday night because I couldn't believe it uh, against Calgary. I, actually, I shouldn't say I couldn't because you know they played the uh, night before. It was a convincing win against Philly, uh, five to two. Although I think that was the Martin Jones effect too that kind of uh, uh, helped the Bruins out that night. But nevertheless, to come back home and just uh, get completely outplayed, lethargic as can be, uh, 4-0 shutout loss to Calgary, disappointing one step forward, kind of feels like it's been a one step forward, two steps back kind of season so far for the Boston Bruins. Yeah, it really has, Ian. And look, I, I'm just going to keep harping on it. It's that, it's that team defense, not just the blue line, the whole team defense and specifically through the neutral zone. Just watch them carefully next time they play. They're a mess. They're an absolute mess. And yeah, they're going to go into Buffalo tomorrow and they, they should just destroy Buffalo on paper. But I, I can't say they will. I just, I can't. One thing I can tell you is I don't care if the overs eight, take it. Uh, th- there's going to be a lot of goals in that game tomorrow because both team defenses are a mess. I, don't, I watched some of that Buffalo Columbus game last night and it was like a game of shinny. They, neither team seemed to care about any type of defense in that game. And that's kind of the feel you might get tomorrow. And look, the Bruins, I don't know what happened. As far as what happened against Calgary, obviously ran into a good team. But at the same time, I, I just think that the Bruins have this false sense of comfort that comes over them, even after one win. And, you know, they were coming in on a three-game win streak there. I think they got a little cocky. I think they looked at the team on the other end and said, this, they're on the end of their road trip. They just want to get on that plane and get home, get in their own beds. And they underestimated them. So, uh, there's a lot to be corrected with the Boston Bruins right now. And I, I think if it doesn't happen on the ice soon, it's going to happen elsewhere uh, in the form of a trade, I would think. So something needs to be done because they are just too inconsistent right now. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. Uh, we, I've noticed it. You've definitely mentioned it several times. It's true. That blue line is not the Bruin staunch shutdown, knock you down on your can in front of the net. Uh, defense that we've seen oh. uh, in the past. What Remember, about the forwards? Get, yeah. Like nobody gets back to help. That's that's the thing that frustrates me. Is besides the Bergeron line, nobody's getting back. They're all just sort of sitting in the neutral zone, waiting for a breakout pass. And it, it ins- if I'm Bruce Cassidy, I'm disgusted. Any coach would be disgusted at that. It's frustrating because I know we want to see back and forth action as fans, and we want to see a lot of goals, and it's fun. But it's not fun when you're a coach when your team's just uh, lackadaisical. Uh, across the ice. Yeah, it's not fun when you got to see your goalie fetch the puck out of his own net, you know, too many times. That's not a fun experience for any head coach. And you know what they need? They need uh, a guy like Kevin Miller back on this team. They need a guy like Zdeno Chara back on this team. They need an Adam McQuaid uh, back in this team. Uh, You know, someone that's going to just knock someone down on their freaking keister in front of the net and not let them get a loose puck in front of the rebound, not be soft with the goal, with the puck just lying there in front of the goal crease. That's yeah. what I think they're uh, that's an element of that blue line that's missing right now. Yeah, I would agree. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks because this is a time when we'll start to see some some deals. It's usually right around Thanksgiving in the States. So uh something to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, I think of all the guys they used to have. You know, when the, when the Bruins were obviously, I think, a little bit better than they are now. And you know, I mentioned them right there: Miller, Chara, McQuaid, Boychuk. I mean, you go on down the list, guys that were you had they laid that laid they laid the hammer down on you uh, in front of the net. And uh, yep. don't know if you're seeing enough of that right now uh, from the uh, Boston Bruins. One last note on the Calgary game because he's on a point streak. Uh, Elias Lindholm, five game point streak for him. I'm just looking up courtesy of DraftKings, uh, our great spart uh, partners here with the. Uh, Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys, what his point prop is uh, for this uh, game tonight. So I'm just going to look that up right now. Uh, let me see if we can find it here. Uh, there we go. Chicago, Calgary, uh, Lindholm. All right, let's see. Lindholm is oh, only uh, uh, minus 145. Okay, well, there you go. There's a guy that's minus 145. It's for a guy that's uh, had a point in five straight games. That's not bad. So uh, keep an eye on that. Elias Lindholm, see if he can extend his point streak. Uh, tonight against uh, Chicago uh, in this one. All right, great stuff with Jimmy Murphy. We will uh, wrap up the show with Best Bets. A reminder for the rest of the week, we're going to have our big Wednesday show tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. It is a 14-game uh, NHL card. Yeah, so we're going to do our best. Eve. Yeah, exactly. And I think all four of us, Jimmy, might be on uh, the show cool. tomorrow. Uh, so we are going to try to keep a brisk pace the best we can tomorrow right because uh, i got those. liverpool at three so yeah exactly <laughs> 14 games on the docket and of course we're gonna we always go do through it. it yeah we hit every single one so uh we will do that tomorrow and then we're off on thursday obviously there's no nhl on thursday we're off for thanksgiving and then we'll be back on friday and we've made the uh, decision collectively we're going to do the show on friday at noon eastern that is our normal weekend time and the reason for that is because we got day hockey on Friday, yeah. we got day games coming up on Black Friday. So the Friday Ice Guys show will be live at noon Eastern, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific. So uh, make sure you uh, uh, adjust accordingly. Uh, we'll be doing the show on Friday live at noon Eastern uh, instead of the normal 2 p.m. Eastern. So just a few programming reminders there when it comes to the Ice Guys for later uh, in the week. All right, Jimmy, it's best bet time. Uh, what do you got for us for a Tuesday best bet? Well, I'm looking at that Edmonton Oilers team who are somehow underdogs going on uh, on the road there in Dallas. Just there's a better team. I mean, that's it. And and I think right now, uh, Dallas, yeah, they're playing better hockey. I'll give them that. But at, at the same time, I, I just don't know if they can handle uh, this this attack that they're going to see tonight. And I like them. I like them to go on the road right now. I could even see them winning by two goals, but I'll just take that money line. All right. Great stuff there. Uh, like in Edmonton, uh, minus 110. Uh, against Dallas, uh, best bet for Jimmy Murphy. Mine is going to be, I'm going to go player prop tonight instead of side or total uh, for my best bet. I'm going to go with Andrew Mangiapane, Calgary Flames, plus 200, anytime goal scorer. I mean, what can we say that we haven't said a million times uh, about him this season? He's been, uh, it's obviously a breakthrough season for him. He has scored uh, three goals in the last five games. He's got 15 goals this season. Uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames, uh, and just uh, let me see the total games here that 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 he's had uh, right now. It looks like uh, 19 games. How about that clip he's on? 15 goals in 19 games this season for Andrew Mangiapane. Let's see if we can cash another one here tonight. Calgary Flames, Andrew Mangiapane to score a goal plus 200. That'll be my best bet for this Tuesday NHL card, and that'll wrap up this edition of. The Ice Guys, we thank everybody in the chat for joining us. Yeah, early happy Thanksgiving to all of you, although we'll say our official final happy Thanksgiving uh, wishes tomorrow on our final show before Thanksgiving, tomorrow on Wednesday. So join us for that. Uh, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days. Oh, by the way, DraftKings, for almost forgot. Make sure you take advantage of it. 
uh, DraftKings, official sports betting partner uh, of the NHL. You know, uh, obviously, uh, they've got uh, obviously great options uh, in terms of NHL betting. You know, we talk about props every day on this show. DraftKings gives you most of those props, points, play, uh, goal score props, you name it, power play points, uh, just shots on goal. Uh, so many great options. Make sure you uh, take a look at NHL betting through DraftKings, official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, deflection, or breakaway. However they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. One puck in the net nets you a big win this week with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. We will be back with you tomorrow. The Ice Guys live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Although Friday this week is at noon Eastern. We're doing the show earlier Saturday, Sunday as well at noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever you can't tune in and watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for a massive NHL card right here on the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.